Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Damo, one of the hosts of the most dangerous wrestling podcast around the Outsider's Edge with my homies Jay Kells and Sam Blackwell. And you're listening to the My Team, My Voice Sports Podcast Network. Yeah. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. So happy to be joined today by Anthony Cordova, um, the, one of the um, dancers in the Exiles crew that you've just been introduced to. If you've been watching World of Dance, um, he is one of the uh, one of the leading guys over there. He has been he's the also the leader of United Dance Company um, and just been kind of killing it on the dance front for over the past few years. Just competing at major, major stages. Um, I wanted to take the time to. I, I've been talking to this guy for a little while now. He's an amazingly humble, awesome dude all together, man. And I want you guys to get to know who he is. Um, and you've seen a little bit of him already, but I want you to kind of dive a little bit deeper into his story. Um, Anthony, how you doing today, man? Introduce yourself to the people. Hey guys, this is Anthony Cordova from the X Files. Um, super grateful to be here. You know, being able to talk to you. Rick. You know, like you said before, we've been talking here and there, and he kind of understands the story from even before World of Dance, which is really cool. So I'm pretty sure to see the perspective of him um, seeing us on the show. You know, he was being very, very courteous, <laughs> even to me. You know, waiting uh, for the show to kind of be over with and and um, and whatnot. So now we're here talking about it. And I'm super excited to dive in um, to the experience from World of Dance. Awesome, man. So, um, your crew, the Exiles, man, is a very, very phenomenal crew. Um, just recently appearing and doing well, by the way, on World of Dance, right? Um, but you're also back-to-back silver medalist in uh, Hip Hop International. Um, you came in fifth place in the World Hip Hop Championship. Man, tell us how the crew came together in the first place. Word. Okay, so, so me and my family, you know, a well, little background about me is, uh, I grew up in the church, and my dad is actually a pastor. Uh, he's been a pastor his whole life. And so um, growing up, you know, I was raised in the church. You know how you uh, are you're a kid, right? You're at church, and you don't want to listen, so you bring your toys with you, right? So I had my toys with me, you know, with underneath the seats and kind of just playing action figure toys at a young age at a church. And um, so I just kind of had a good time there. You know, it was like home. I was very comfortable. Um, and then fast forward, you know, when I became a teenager, I remember just having a discussion about who Jesus is more in depth and understanding the gospel. And my dad told me that this is something that I have to decide on on following. You know, it's up to me, not because I was born in it, but, you know, it's a decision that we have to make, you know, to either follow the Lord, be obedient or not. So, uh, you know, I looked at myself, I analyzed my life, um, I saw where I was at as a young teen, and uh, I made the decision to you know, believe in the Lord, accept Him, you know, uh, be in obedience uh, to Him, and, and since then, my life hasn't been the same. And so, when I, after I was a teenager, you know, I was in high school, I was actually a wrestler, you know, I loved wrestling, wrestling was my sport, um, I was pretty good at it, and I was grateful for the skill. Um, I used to wrestle my older brother a lot, and I think that's why uh, I had a good idea of how to pin someone to the ground, <laughs> you know, because my brother would pin me to the ground. And so, uh, from there, I did wrestling. And about my senior year is when I started to fall in love with dance. And I saw a movie called You Got Served. You know, um, I'm 28, yeah. by the way. So, you know, I'm more of an old cat. Step Up movies were, were tight, but, you know, You Got Served, that was my movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That was the movie that kind of changed uh, everything for me because I wasn't really exposed to hip-hop that way. And so I'm like, yeah, I want to learn that. So I would watch footage. I would watch footage over and over again. And so I started picking up some of the moves. And I remember, you know, um, we started a dance ministry at our church. And it was a praise and worship dance ministry. But we started to do hip-hop. And then back in the day, you know, when it came to hip-hop artists, um, there was, like, a rapper named T-Bone, you know, way back in the day. 
Um, and then all of a sudden we start hearing about Lecrae, you know, the way back in the day. We're like, oh, damn, like, we, there's actual Christian music that we can do hip-hop moves to, to hip-hop music to, you know. So we thought that was a great outlet, so we started that. And then after, after you know, wrestling was was history, you know, I, I kind of put his, uh, wrestling to the back burner. You know, it was a sacrifice that I had to make. But, you know, um, through it, I was able to gain so much for the ministry. So, you know, when I was a wrestler, you know, when we grow up in, in high school, sometimes we have all these certain, like, friends. Like, if you're in sports, you know, you have all your football friends or you have all your basketball friends. You have, you know, for me, I have my wrestling friends. And so when I stopped doing that, I lost a lot of friends, you know, the ones that I had, even the coaches, you know, I lost the relationship with them because they didn't understand when I told them, yeah, I'm dancing now, you know, for the Lord, you know, it's, it's like a Christian hip-hop crew. They looked at me puzzled, <laughs> you know, because back in the day, that, that didn't make sense, you know, <laughs> even to, to this day, it really don't make sense, but that's where, that's where God had me at, you know, he, he was calling me, like I said, my dad told me to make a decision, and I made a decision, and all of a sudden, I found hip-hop, and from there, I was like, yo, I'm gonna... I'm going to do this with the Lord, you know, I found Christian hip-hop music, and I found this movie that had really cool hip-hop moves, and I was like, put it together, you know, so from there, I lost a lot of friends, and, and it was hard, you know, I was lonely, but at that whole time, if I look back at it now, you know, I had Jesus with me, you know, he was the one giving me strength, and he was with me as I was maybe eating alone and, and sacrificing something that was that was so big to me, wrestling. For, for ministry instead. So from that, you know, I practiced and practiced, and then someone saw me dance, and um, from that one person, he's like, you know, I want to dance with you. I want to learn that. So I began teaching him, and then from there, he brought his cousin, and from his cousin, his cousin brought his brother, and then from his brother, his brother brought his friend, and then so on and so forth. And all of a sudden, we had this domino effect of uh, youth, kind of just coming in and, and the place that we practiced was at our church and so from there I started to invite I started to invite them to come to church I was like you guys want to come to church you know I, I think I even remember recalling tricking them saying hey we have practice at so and so and that was actually old church time <laughs> you know so <laughs> they come in it's like praise and worship time <laughs> I was like oh yeah come in like what is this as all this is service, you know, we're gonna have service first. <laughs> so it was crazy to see, you know, God just kind of use the ministry from my dad, from my older brother, and myself, because a lot of the people that came in were broken. You know, like coming from Coolidge, uh, it's a small town, and there's not a lot to do here. So a lot of people turned to drugs and turned to drinking and, and stuff like that. And so it was really cool to see God kind of just use. Um, the ministry that we had to bring the urban community together and have them, you know, be introduced to the gospel. And then from the gospel, people were able to know about Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross and turn to him and be saved. And not only that, also be able to be a part of, of a team doing hip-hop moves. And that's where it all started, man. You know, we all started there. And, and so from there, we had a, a crew uh, 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 not even a crew. It was more of like a youth group of maybe thirty to thirty-five members. You know, just coming in and getting the gospel and dancing, getting the gospel and dancing. It was uh, learn about Jesus, learn about dance. You know, and, and that was our our mission. And so from there, fast forward. You know, uh, we had a mega team called United Dance Company, and we've been rocking that team for a while. You know, competing at World of Dance, not the TV show one, but the the one that's like local and like goes to different states. And then we did Hip Hop International, the one you talked about, the Olympics of Dance. And then after some time, I'm like, you know what? How awesome would it be to have a boys team, an all boys team, and an all girls team? So I prayed about it, and it was in 2017 when um, I was praying about this, and and. Uh, Little do you know, we made an all-boys team called the Exiles, mm. and we also, we also had a girl team called Resonate. And um, so Exiles did the competition that you uh, said earlier, Hip Hop International, and we did really, really good. We got, we got second place for the United States, you know, and that was our first time just making our team together, and it, it was early success. 
and there was early recognition. The following the following year, we did it again, and we got second place again for the United States. But we all on in this one, we actually placed fifth place in the world, and that was a big success. And 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 from that, we were very grateful to God and for the platform He's given us. Um, from that, you know, I remember after the competition, you know, a couple maybe a couple of days, you know, I'm at the gym with my my friend, you know, we're working out, trying to stay healthy and starting trying to stay young. <laughs> you know, um, I get a call from World of Dance, one of the producers, and they say, hey, how would the exiles, um, you know, how would it look if they can audition for World of Dance? And and ding, 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 that was it. You know, that was that was how it all started from that phone call, from them seeing us, um, from Hip Hop International, from us making that boys team, from us starting, you know, Way back, way back in the day, you know, dancing together, you know, get, going to church together, and, and and from that sacrifice, you know, from not doing wrestling no more to pursuing, you know, my calling in general, which was to, you know, go and making disciples of all nations, and and teaching people uh, a dancing skill that they can use to cope with their emotions, and to also be able to get them to a place where they can receive the gospel from a pastor, which was my father. That's where it all stems from. Love it, man. So you you talked about competing at the World Championships of Hip Hop, like where every there's teams from all over the globe, right? Man, most people have never seen anything like that, never experienced anything like that. What is that environment and atmosphere like? Yeah, it's amazing, you know, because you have people from all over the country. And, you know, when it comes to the world, uh, the International uh, World Hip Hop Championship. That's where it's really crazy because you have people from the Philippines, you have people from Canada, you have people from Australia, um, from Mexico, from everywhere, you know, from Japan, um, from Jamaica. All these crews coming together, and it's really like the Olympics of dance, you know. And that was a competition that we did so well at for the United States. That just gave us the exposure that was needed to be seen from um, from World of Dance TV show, you know. But you know, I have to admit that that was a very intimidating competition, you know, because it's the best of the best, you know. Like we have a U.S. a USA prelim where basically all the USA crews compete against the USA crews, and they only take top three. And so we were fortunate enough to get second place, and we were representing um, the United States. And then here came all the other uh, countries with their top three. So it was top three versus top three, you know, the best of the best. Um, and then it was a grand now at the very end, you know, because we were able to compete, you know, with the top-notch crews and make it to the finals. And that's where we placed fifth um, in the whole world. And so it was a surreal moment because you never know, you know, what you're going to place. It's nerve-wracking as you're waiting to see, you know, if you made it or not because you see all these crews and you're just like, wow, like blown away. But, you know, God, you know, had us place where we placed for a reason. And, you know, we're just very grateful for the opportunity to, you know, be on that stage because every time you, it's like a, it's like a marathon, you know, you, you do your first round, you get top 10, you move on. And then you do your second round, you get top five or top three, and then you move on, you know, and then you go again, compete against the world. And it's like almost over 100 crews at that point competing against each other. It's a long night, you know, we're there past midnight waiting to dance and you make it past that and it's like the first 50 crews. And then you make it another round and it's the first like 25 crews. And then it keeps cutting and cutting and, and, you know, our routines are not easy, <laughs> you know, like our routines are pretty intense. So it really wears and tears your body and your mind and your and your mental game. And, you know, people have jobs and families. And so it takes a lot out of you, you know, but it's a sacrifice that we made, a commitment that we're ready for. And from that, you know, from our hard work and from the strength that comes from only Jesus Christ and him alone, <laughs> we were able to make it through and um, place top five, you know, um, and that hip-hop international that you were talking about. Man, you guys have some really, really creative routines. I'm talking about some insane flips and jumps, and, and at one point I saw um you get split in half, which... <laughs> 
which is super cool, man. Um, and and I just and at the end of all your stuff, especially in the world of dance, right? Somebody jumps out of the front, just screams to the top of their lungs, right? Um, which yeah. I which I super love, also, man. Who's responsible for coming out with your um routines, and or is that like a collective effort? Yeah, so I think when we first started, you know, a lot of it was me, Mike, and Sean. So we have, in our crew, we have, I think we have seven. You know, honestly, we had more members. Uh, one of our members' name is, his name is um, Felipe Gomez. And he actually got married recently. So congrats to Felipe Gomez. You know, he's yeah, going congrats, to marriage life, which is great. Now he's living in Nebraska. And then um, after that, you know, we had uh, a guy named Chris, you know, and, and Chris is doing good. He's back now with us, but he actually had an injury. Um, I think he was doing the airsoft um, <laughs> airsoft game with some of his friends, and he got shot in the eye, mm. and he had to go, go go through surgery. So, you know, bless his heart. He's back now and healthy, and he's dancing with us again at this point. Um, but, but, yeah, you know, I think now at this point it's more of a collective effort, you know, but – if, if I can say anything, when it comes to the team, um, you know, someone will make a routine and they'll ask for feedback and then we'll kind of go through it together. So the majority of it is myself, Sean, and Mike. You know, we'll, we'll make the majority of the piece. You know, what we'll do is we'll kind of collect music and then I'll be the music editor. So I'll get their songs and I'll make all the bases and, and snares and <clears throat> and then the gun, the gunshots and the slicers and um, I'll kind of put together the, the rhythm and, and the, the layout of the mix and then from there we create together so that's our that's our creative process you can say man I love that I noticed that um, in certain songs where I'm I'm listening to you guys even when you're performing you know stuff like Saints or um Andaminio or you're performing um Dum Dum right um I'm I'm looking at that stuff and I'm like wait that doesn't go there or wait that's different yeah. <laughs> right um so yeah. you're you're a music engineer as well in this role yeah you know I've I've been editing the music for a while you know again when we started we were very self taught you know we saw like different crews and um and different competitions you know they had these crazy mix. You know, and I, I, we didn't really know about that too much, but um, what I use is this good old generic GarageBand, um, but I gotten so good at GarageBand that I'm able to just kind of adapt and create music edits and stuff like that that are necessary for our routine to even look and sound um, a lot better than what it is, you know, because music and sound make a big difference, you know, it really connects you, like, it really connects our moves and the music at a different level, you know, when you first hear a song, like you said, you didn't, you're like, that doesn't belong there. It's, it's those moves that we do for that specific part that we're like, you know what, we're going to add something, like a bass, when we hit this part, you know, like a pop, we want it to feel like a pop with the music, and so we'll add basses and snares, so I've been able to do that, and Laura's been able to help me with that, you know, it's still a learning process, but I think from um, where, where it started at to where it's at now, definitely there has been a big improvement in um, the editing role that God has given me. Yeah, man. Look, as I know that you love this. Like, this is your passion. And I know you're super passionate about Jesus. And you're also passionate about, you know, passing this stuff on. And I, I know you're a student of the game. Um, and, and I know that you also pay attention to what's happening around the world in dance as well, right? So you know when you were coming into the world of dance, you were going up against the best competition basically in the world, right? Even at one point, one of, your, one of the members of your crew was like, we look up to these guys, right? Because they are so established. What was it like kind of matching wits and energy and creativity with crews that you admire so much? Yeah, again, it was very humbling, you know, because – you know, we got the phone call from World of Dance, and we we're like, yeah, we would love to audition. And the the crazy thing is, when we went to go audition, it was in, uh, I think it was in Burbank or somewhere in, in California. We went, and, and there was other crews there auditioning, and um, we just so happy, you know, we were able to get invited. You know, it doesn't mean it wasn't guaranteed. So we do our audition, you know, even within our audition, we had a big major mistake, you know, where... We got into the room, and it was really quick. You know, there was no prep. So there was no stretching. It was just, all right, guys, here we are. Exiles, okay, cool. All right, get set. And then cue music. And then they're like, oh, by the way, try to stay within this 
um, measurements, you oh, know, no. and it's like, oh, no, like, we weren't ready for that, so one of our members, you know, tried to stay in that measurement, and there was a flip happening, you know, and so where he adjusted his, his spot was where the guy usually lands, so the guy actually flipped and landed on one of our members, and the show must go on, you know, we kept dancing, we kept going. But it was a major mistake, and they even saw it. They're like, oh, just keep dancing, just keep dancing. So at that point, we were like, okay, I don't know if we're going to make it or not. Mm. But, you know, our routine was really good. We just had that major mistake. So they say, all right, we're going to let you let you know exactly um, if you guys make it, you know. So here's your paper. Bye. And it was like, oh, man. like. And so later on, I think it was a, maybe a month later, we get a call. Hey, this one, let you guys know. You guys made it. We love your story. We love you guys' look. Um, and we loved your moves. So it was all like a big um, package that they were looking for. And so from that, we made it. And then when we got there, we had no idea who was there. You know, we didn't we didn't know what which crews made it. So it's like going to school for the first time mm. all over again, <laughs> you know. And all of a sudden, you get to see some of the, the crews that you look up to. And it's like an amazing uh, energy-felt room. And, you know, you, you want to be respectful. You don't want to, like, fanboy. <laughs> you know, you want to be respectful and give them their space. But through the show, you know, we were able to go through it together. You know, because the show was actually very difficult. You know, it, they they fly you up for a whole week. You know, they fly you to a nice hotel, the Hilton Hotel. And you're staying there for a whole week. You know, you're away from family. You know, and so if you're there. You wake up early, like early mornings, and I'm not a morning person. You know, so I have to wake up early, and the food that they have for you is uh, pop tarts, and you know stuff like that, like pop tarts and bananas. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Like this is my breakfast. You know, I got to, you know, put up with it. So what type of Donald Trump work. situation is this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, the food was was great during lunchtime. You know, lunchtime, and um, that was about it. You know, <laughs> but. Mornings, you know, were very difficult, and and so from that we were able to like kind of meet in the kitchen and like say, oh hey, what's up, man? My name is Anthony, or oh hey, my name is so and so, and that's when the bond would start to happen when we have to wake up early together, go in, in this very big bus together, and um and go and and be uh, filming the show and doing clothing and attire and doing run throughs and doing story time, you know, with the story people as it gets our story and kind of show who we are. Um, that's when we were able to bond uh, with these great crews, um, not even just from the United States, but from, there was a crew from India, you know, the Kings were uh, this amazing, not only amazing dancers, but this amazing kind people, you know, like they were very loving. Um, they were very sad, you know, when we left. And, and um, it was a very great bond that we had with them. Also with the Haima you know, from Korea, they were an amazing, um, duo, uh, you know, competitor, you know, where in round two, we competed against them and they were amazing people, very kind hearted, you know, it is a battle, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we gave each other hugs and, and just love and respect. So it was really fun. Um, it wasn't like no malice, you know, like for us, it wasn't, it was more like our mission on this, on this TV show is to give God some praise through our music and through our testimony and through our story. You know, we're a bunch of Christian boys from a small town. Like, you know, like Mike said, you know, you, you can drive through Coolidge in five minutes. He's not lying. <laughs> you know, it's a small town. Um, but that was our mission. And if we make it past the next round, we make it past the next round. And we're just going to give God glory and glory and glory. And then it's going to be his will till whether we make it, win the whole thing or not. And we're just grateful to make it that far. Um, amongst some amazing crews, you know, that we look up to and that we were able to build bonds and relationships with. So, yeah, the, the feeling was so real. It was an amazing feeling. Um, again, you kind of even share who Jesus is and our story with those crews, and, and they, they looked up to it. They were inspired by it, and um, they opened up great conversation about Jesus, which was the main mission. So very grateful for that moment to share energy with those crews. So for for you, right? Like for you guys, I know you're, you know, the light is with you, right? 
Um, but did you notice behind the scenes that the vibe kind of got a little super competitive or maybe there just wasn't, you know, or wasn't competitive or was it really, really chill? Like, what was the vibe like once the competition started and you guys knew people could leave at this moment? Yeah, the vibe was very competitive. Um, I think throughout the week, again, like, we get there in a week advance. So the first day we kind of fly in, and then the next day it's, like, clothing. Next day it's, like, orientation. And then with run-throughs, and then we have uh, – everyone has a progressor to kind of see the routine for what it is, to make sure it's ready for TV. So through all that, through all that process, story time, um, the vibe is very chill. You know, with each other, you know, we're not, like, dogging each other. We're not growling at each other. We're actually talking to each other. We're actually showing love to each other. For the majority, you know, that's how it was. Um, and then for us, too, you know, we're just trying to shine our light, you know, trying to, like, just be very kind, um, very humble people. We don't want to have a persona of something else, you know, that's not godly. And um, so that's what our demeanor was like, you know, very chill. But when it came to our practice times, that was very intense, you know, because we wanted to make sure our dance was ready and on point. Um, so, but when it came to interacting with everyone else during that whole week span, it's very nice, very chill, uh, very humbling, very gratefulness. Like there was a lot of gratefulness, you know, in the in the room, just talking about like how uh, this opportunity being on national television, being on World of Dance, is going to change, you know, our lives. You know, from the exposure and stuff like that. This is like something that people dreamed of, right? Um, so all that was like good and dandy. But when it was competition day, which was the last day, competition day, this is when J-Lo and, and Neo and Derek came in the room. You know, like we're all in the back talking, getting ready, getting pumped, and then here they come, you know. And they tell us, all right, guys, competition day. You guys ready to compete? You know, and they, they just give us this speech that's so inspiring. And they remind you of, like, why you're here. And it's like, man, like, it's go time. It's time to compete. It's time to, you know, win. So, you know, the competition, if I can say if there was any day that it kind of came up like that, like, more, it'll be um, that the actual day of, you know, when we actually compete and go into it. So it was very intense. But at the same time, there was a balance of both worlds of competition and respect and love. And the reason being is because, when you leave, you leave. <laughs> you know, like, when a team gets kicked off, they get kicked off. And some of these crews are from Norway, again, um, India, places that they're not from Coolidge, okay? And so <laughs> when they leave, <laughs> when they leave, they leave. And it, what's so sad about it is, like, you know, for exiles, we just felt like we made great bonds with, uh, like, for the first week, you know, some crew left, you know, they were guests of honor. And um, they left the first the first round, and it was like, man, we just got done making great friends, you know, friendships with these guys, and they left. And then, so the next round we came up, there was another crew, um, and they were called the main guys, and we made great relationships with them. And then they left, they were mm. in Norway. And so, like, every week we just felt like, you know, the people that we were getting really close to, you know, everyone we were getting close to, but the ones that were getting really close to were just leaving. And, and it was intense, and so I think that's what kind of made everyone kind of um, less competitive um, toward each other and more like cheer. I'm cheering for you. I'm hoping that you stay. You know, like no one wanted to leave because we kind of felt the heartbreak. How it kind of felt, you know, from crews that left. So I would say it was a very well balanced of competition spirit, but at the same time cheering for you and hoping the best for you. Because no one wanted to go home. Everyone wanted to just live in that moment, you know, seeing J-Lo, seeing Derek, seeing Neo, being on that stage. It was a great experience, probably the greatest experience as a dancer um, um, this far, you know, super grateful for it. Man, you guys got right on the edge of leaving at one point. Um you know, before the ultimate, but at one point you were like right on the edge. It's a redemption round situation where it's you versus Motive Crew. Um, man, tell me about that. Like, how was that? Like, getting prepared to to beat somebody, knowing that if I win, they gotta go. Yeah, very, very, uh, very surreal. I think uh, <laughs> I I just remembered um, the day before. You know, we're we're practicing, and we don't know if we're gonna win our duel. And we don't want to think that, like, oh, we're going to win, we're good, we don't have to worry about our redemption um, routine. 
we were like, no, we have to make sure we're ready for both. So that night, we stayed up really late, just drilling our routine, drilling our routine. And as we were leaving, I think either when we started practice or as we were leaving practice, there was a motive crew right there. And they were just, you know, practicing as well. They were like, hey, what's up, motive? They weren't going against us. They were going against the Kings. And, like, everyone knows how great the Kings were. So did, so did they. They're like, you know what? We know, you know, we might not beat the Kings. So we're going to have our redemption piece ready, top notch. Like, so their focus was more on the redemption piece. Mm. And, like, and for us, it was like a balance of both. And then little do you know, you know, we lose our, our dual round against the Haima, and it was close, but we lose. And then they lose their round, but they have a high score. And then, boom, there you go. It's Exiles versus Motives. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, like, we were just done, got done talking to them about their routine. We don't we don't know what the routine looks like. We don't know what our routine looks like. And so we go in there, and we and we duel them out, you know. We, we do the redemption round with them, and, and um, and it was crazy, man. It, it everything just happened so fast, you know. I I can't really put it into words like how fast it happens, you know. Like next thing you know, you're waiting just for the judges, for the judges to judge us, you know. I think if anything took forever, it was their judging. Oh yeah. You know, you're waiting for their score <laughs> and you're waiting for them to pick, and I just took an eternity. Um, but yeah, it was very intense that that moment, you know, because you know we're we're friends and we're. We're like family now with Motive, and we understand that they're working so hard for the redemption, and we're encouraging them, like, yeah, you guys got it, man. Like, just get that redemption piece ready and, like, you know, just kill it. And then, so you know, they're going against us. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I remember I remember we saw each other, like, once we realized, you know, because they actually went last. I remember they actually went last, you know, in, in our um, upper division. And then they got their score, and they showed, you know, on the screen, um, Exiles versus Motive. Mm. We looked at each other like the crew, uh, the crew, our Exile boys looked at their crew, and we just like wanted to cry. <laughs> We're like, no. <laughs> we and then we went to each other. We hugged each other. Like we're like, why? <laughs> um, so we knew what we had to do. They, they knew, and we just wished, you know, each other best of luck and. And so we dueled it out, and um, it was crazy, you know. Um, just the energy from, from the crowd, even just it's crazy. Just giving us mad energy, and um, I think one of our members cried because you know we're on the verge of going home, mm. and um, it was Mike. I think Michael was actually the one that was crying, and it was just very intense for us, very emotional because we wanted it. You know, we wanted to. To stay, we didn't want to leave, and uh, we ended up winning and beating Motive Crew and moving on to the next round. So in that in that situation, they had you guys dancing into Power by Kanye West. Um, was that like one of your first times, kind of having to dance to to a secular song? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it actually was. I forgot about that. I think every so so in World of Dance, there's four divisions. There's upper division, there's junior division, there's solo division, and there's like junior solo division or junior division. Yeah, so they have four divisions. And each division were required, if you make it, if you don't beat your dual person and you do the redemption, you're required to dance to a, a specific song. I think one crew or one division had like Level Up by Sierra. Another crew had... Um, so I'm like, I forgot what the other songs were called. But we had Power, you know, by, by Kanye, you know. So that was definitely our first time uh, dancing to a secular, you can say, song. Like, when I when I go to dance and I do workshops, when I learn from other people, from other professionals, obviously they're not dancing to the same music that I'm dancing to. Um, they're dancing to, like, worldly music or different genres of music. Um, so as far as, like, first time myself dancing, uh, to to a non Christian song, it, it wasn't, or it wasn't, you know. But as far as like creating and like um, being on television and you know, kind of representing our story, you know, as Christian boys, that was our first time for sure um, dancing to something like that. Kanye, I think it was yeah, it was powered by Kanye. Yep, powered by Kanye. Um, so okay. Let, let's talk about some highs, because that, that was a high for me, just kind of, you know, seeing you guys in that situation. Actually, 
Um, while I, while you were kind of waiting for the judges to I'm coming in. Hey, this is Kevin Gray of Clutch Talk Sports Radio, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. And I already knew you won that one. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. So, like, I, I felt it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. my, my thing is this, right? What are some other, like, if you had to kind of share your biggest highlights of being on that show, what would be some of your biggest highlights? Right. Okay. So, one highlight that came to mind first, Miss Michelle, top of the dome. Um, one highlight that we had. So, to set up the highlights, this is what happened. So, it was the third round. Third round cut round, you know, uh, we're doing dum-dum, and um, it was a very hard week for us, again, you know, our bodies were uh, were, were messing up, and we're, our mindsets were messing up, and we're just at the lowest, the lowest at that point, and I remember we had a practice at a, a studio over there in California, they opened up the studio, and we were just, just discussing, like, yo, like, we just have to get our mindset together, we have to pull together, we have to, like, pray, like, make some time for prayer, and some worship time, you know, we, we were like struggling with our routine, you know, we were trying to get it clean and it was like last minute, you know, usually like for the first round, after the first round, you have about two weeks to, um, pick a song that they approve and edit a song that they approve and then create moves. You know, you have two weeks, a two weeks span to do that. And again, like we don't meet every single day. People have jobs, people have school and, so it was, you know, hard, but we made after the after the first round, we made Manolo for uh, the second round, and that routine came out really good, and we were able to create a redemption. So it was making two pieces, and in two weeks um, after the dual round, it was the cut round, and that was you no know, two weeks. We had one week to um, put together another routine that's even better than the previous routine. So that's when it got really, really intense. And um, we we had just a lot of mistakes and a lot of things to figure out, so we were really stressed. And, but you know, the highlight was when we pulled together, you know. And it was at that practice at that studio in California where we were able to kind of really share and open up on how we're feeling. And some of the guys, man, we were they were going through so much mentally that they were they were like almost in a sense losing themselves. And we were able to just you know bring it back to Christ, you know. And I remember a moment where, you know, like instead of practicing really, really intense, we calmed our spirits. We were staying, being, we were being still and knowing that he, he is God, you know. Mm. Uh, and we put on music, uh, some worship music, and it would turn down the lights. And I remember as I was praying, I was crying myself. Um, I opened my eyes and I looked and I saw exiles, you know, in the midst of their storm, in the midst of the storm that we were going through we were being calm and we were being still and we were giving God praise and glory and we were seeking him out. And from that point, from that point, I remember uh, even getting my phone to do like a, a boomerang, like, you know, or a picture of that moment. And, and from that moment, man, we were able to pull together our minds, our, our spirit, our heart. It's like we got re-energized and we were able to do um, our last our last round um, set, dum-dum, and we were able to pull off everything and, and do our very best. You know, unfortunately, we didn't make it, but I think that was the highlight of, of every, because everything we've been through was, it led up to that moment, you know? It led up to that moment of us being, like, broken and, like, discouraged or tired or, you know, everything, you know? And, and uh, it was just really, really, really hard. It caught up to us at that moment. But in that moment, we surrendered to God and we said, God, we can't do this on our own. We need you. So if I had to say a part that was like highlight for me, it was definitely that part. You know, boom, when that hit, it was just like, wow. Like, And then obviously another highlight on, on the show itself, I think, was redemption. Redemption round for sure because... It was a uh, it was a uh, uncertainty there, you know. Like, do we, are we gonna make it? Are we gonna make it? You know, are we going home? And no, uh, they they picked us, and 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 from that we were able to move forward. And it was just like a story, you know. It's a Cinderella Cinderella story, you know, where you don't make it against the dual round, but you make it in the redemption round. It's like being redeemed, <laughs> you know. So I think it was a great thing, um, a great experience that I remember. Uh, personally for myself 
that were some highs for us as a team. I mean, we served the Redeemer. You could put us in a redemption round, exactly. you're going to lose. Exactly, man. So that's how I felt, brother. And uh, we were just very grateful to be able to make it past that round. That's awesome, man. So, um, yo, and your dumb dumb round that was that was super cool. I loved um when one of the crew members came out and was like, "You got to listen to the hook, man." The hook says they don't know about us, but they gonna know about us. And Amen. I love that Amen. moment. Yes, sir. You guys scored a ninety point three on that round. Um, I think Neil gave you a ninety. Um, at the, Neil gave you a ninety. Um, Jennifer Lopez gave you a ninety, and then Derek gave you a ninety one. And those are very good scores. Um, in that situation, so okay, it didn't turn out how you wanted, but you guys killed that round. Um, it, sure. Neil mentioned in that in that time when he was talking about it that he mentored you guys, right? He was a mentor for your crew. How much time do you actually get to spend like one-on-one or, or in um, talks or communication with um, people like Neil or Jennifer Lopez while you're on the show? Yeah, so again, we were there for a whole week. We don't really see them that whole week. You know, we only see them for a split second. I think every crew had their own mentor. Uh, we had Neil, obviously. And uh, so I think the time frame that we get with them is about 30 minutes. You know, we get 30 minutes. We go in. I think it was like day one or day two, you know, when it was it the cut round. Yeah, the cut round when we did Dum Dum. Again, keep in mind, we're putting our routine together. We're trying to get it together. It's not ready. Um, and then we have to go sh- present it in front of Neo. <laughs> it's like nerve-wracking because it's like, man, like we're not really ready for this. But this is how it has to go. The show must go on. So we get we get there. We get mic'd up. You know, and he's talking to us, and we go, this is how it's going to go. The producers are talking to us. So they want to see our routine. They record the routine for what it is, and we tell them how we feel. And, you know, sometimes it's script, you know, as far as, like, what they want us to say to set up the story. Um, but a lot of it's so real. It's, 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 you know, our story. We technically weren't ready, you know. Like, it wasn't, like, us messing up on purpose. It was real, you know. And so um, he, him talking to us, mentoring us. You know, we have faith in God and we have um, confidence in, in the process because we know we have a whole week ahead of us, you know. But, um, you know, he calls us his holy warriors, you know, and tells us to have faith and whatnot, you know, which is what we what we have, you know. But it was a great opportunity to, to kind of hear from Neo talking to us, um, from him talking to us, from us, you know, behind the scenes, you know, being able to take pictures with him and whatnot. Um, it was a great experience for sure because you know everyone loves Neo, you know he's he's OG, you know yeah. <laughs> he's he's a good singer and and uh, he's a good dude. He really is. He's a good dude. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and, and Derek, we know we didn't really get to spend too much time with them. The only time that we got to kind of see them and interact with them was right before show day. They'll come in the back to kind of talk to all the crews as as a collective and kind of give some insight and some input for us to be ready for the show so not too much time but i think it was it was necessary you know because it gave us more time to focus on the routine so it's ready for for a show day so i think it was a, a great balance of practice at the same time being able to be inspired by these great uh, leaders you can say in the industry of dance all right so just i just have two more questions for you one is um, I love the fact that you guys made a strong decision to represent Christ and even highlight um, Christian hip-hop in your routines. Why do you feel that's so important um, to do um, from from your standpoint? Why is that such a big deal? Yeah, well, again, I, I grew up in church, you know, and, and, I was, and I was raised in this mindset of, you know, God is, God is the gift giver, and, and, you know, why not give back to the gift giver? Like, why not, you know, use your gift? you know, to glorify the gift giver, you know, without him, none of this would be possible, right? Like, you look at it, it's like, first of all, like, Jesus Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, you know, and, and like, he didn't, like, what if he didn't die on the cross for us, you know, like, we would have felt God's wrath, and, or who knows what would have happened to the world, to this planet in general, so without, like, Jesus Christ, first of all, we wouldn't be here, and, and so from that, you know, we have the opportunity to, like, grow up and have families, and then um, develop these gifts that come from him. And, you know, every day is a gift, you know, so we just really reflect on, on Jesus and just like what he's doing in this world and, and um, you know, being used by him in, in any given way, you know, and, and I think through dancing was that that way, you know, for us and, and being able to like find Christian music and just kind of like represent, you know, Christ to the fullest 
I think it was a very important thing for us because in this world, there's a lot of people that don't know about him. And so for us, we were able to, you know, bring people in and introduce them to Jesus. And one thing that helped a lot was, you know, giving them good music and, and the music that, you know, Reach Record label, you know, like the, the music that they produce always has a, pos- a positive outlook to it. And, and I think that's what we want to give, you know, being a positive role model, a positive outlet for people to let go and turn to good music that talks about great things. Some of it talks about Jesus. Some of it talks about this positivity. And, and that's what we represent, man. Like, we want, to, we want to show that even on the big stage. We don't want to have to conform to this world. We don't, we're not trying to fit in. You know, we're, we're not trying to, like, be like everyone else. We're trying to be authentic, and we're trying to um, not please man, but please God. And so after prayer and after thinking about it, that was the route that we wanted to take. And, you know, maybe it, it wasn't necessary. Maybe it wasn't an important necessity for us to dance to Christian music, but we felt like it was. And we felt like, you know what, this is a way, like, if, we don't, if they don't give us a lot of talking, airing time like that, then at least we can direct them, direct them to great music, you know, to music that's going to be uh, positive and uplifting, and music that actually helped us at a young age, where we, we were able to listen to it and, and reflect on some of the music. I think one of the best songs that I remember hearing back in the day was um, "I'm Praying for You" by Lecrae, you know, and he was talking about praying for somebody, but he's actually talking about the person he's praying for was himself, and you know, they find Lecrae music like the, the music that we dance to. They're going to be able to find songs like that that can really just impact their lives and um, hear about the gospel from there. So it's kind of opening up the avenue of Christianity through our music, and, and that's why you know we felt called and led to to do so. You know, and on the big stage. Man, you talked about um, how this domino effect kind of happened in your community um, based on just the fact that you were kind of led to leave wrestling alone and kind of hop into um, dancing. Man, you guys are currently working on something for your community. You're still in that same mindset of I'm through dance. I can help a lot of people in my community. Tell us about the thing that you're working on in your community. And I saw that there was a way for people to help you out as you go along doing it. So tell us what you're working on and how people can help. Yeah, man. I mean, on the show, our story, you know, again, we're a Christian boy team, you know, and uh, we live in Coolidge, Arizona. And um, the other part was we're about our community. And, and, you know, we've been here for a while now serving our community. You know, we're, we're more than just dancers. You know, we do a lot more. We do ministry. Um, we have church, you know, we, we serve God together, we, we dance together, um, we do like Christmas Christmas outreaches, you know, where we have like people come and, and be able, people that are like homeless or people that are less unfortunate that maybe can't have a gift, you know, we have a whole bunch of clothes, uh, canned foods, you know, like non-perishable foods uh, for them, uh, just giving them away for free, you know, we raffle off bikes. You know, so if kids want bikes, you know, we have all these bikes. Um, we have, like, dancing. We have human videos. We have skits. We have rappers. We have people that sing. We have jumping castles, you know. We have, like, a whole bunch of things for our community because we care for our community. And we want to make an impact in our community. And so from that, you know, stuff like that, Turkey Tribe, we do a lot of stuff. Um, we, we've always wanted to have our own. United Dance Studio, you know, we always wanted to have our own dance studio, basically, so, so from all these years of dancing, from all these years of competing, we wanted to have a place, a safe place, where people can come and learn dancing from us, you know, from the exiles, um, or from our, our staff, our team that we've been rocking with for a long time, and so from that, that was our reason why we wanted to win, you can say the million dollars was to build our studio to finish our home and give a, a place, like a safe place, a, a beacon of for the community, you know, where they can come in and um, learn dancing and be around positive people. And if people don't have brothers, we want to be their brother. If people don't have sisters, you know, we have sisters that can be their sister. You know, we just wanted to be role models for our community and give people a place uh, to dance. And not only dance, but to learn great, you know, coping skills. Dancing is a great coping skill that they can come in, learn how to dance. Because I know when I'm angry, I dance. You know, when I'm sad, I dance. You know, and, like, I'm able to, like, release 
all these negativity, all these negative thoughts and feelings sometimes through, through movement. You know, I'll put on a worship song and I'll just dance, you know, or if I want to like crump, I'll put on a crump song and I'll just release it, man. And it feels great. We want to give people the same outlet, you know, whatever we have, we want to give. And that's what we're trying to do with this new studio that we just got. You know, we just got approved um, by the city council and the mayor. You know, they heard our story. They approved and they gave, they got us a building. But the building, you know, when we first got it, it was very naked. You know, there was nothing really in it. You know, it was like no AC, no electricity, mm. no flooring, no nothing. Um, so me and my father and my brother and some of the other members from the team, we were able to, like, paint it. We were able to put, like, wood flooring in it. Um, we were able to, like, get um, these free mirrors, you know, from great relationships that we have with people around the world. Um, we were able to get the AC units in there, um, the electricity. You know, a lot of people are behind us and helping us out. So now we're at a place that, you know, the studio is up and running, but it's not done. You know, we want to finish it. And and so from the show, we were able to, like, go have, a, uh, like, a GoFundMe. Yep. I think it wasn't a GoFundMe, but it was some type of fun, a fundraiser where people can donate. And that's where we're at now, you know. So from the show, it gave us great exposure where we were able to get our wood flooring in. But there's a lot of work to be done. And so if people want to, you know, come to our studio and come dance with us, you know, all they have to do is follow us on Facebook um, at United Dance Studio. And, and on there, you know, you'll see our fun, our fundraiser page, you know, where they can just go on and, you know, and help us out. If they want to give any money, they'll know that it's going to a great cause. It's going to a studio that is about the community, is uh, about, you know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's just a great way to be a part of something that God is doing. You know, you see it, man. Like, you know, we started again, you know, from good old Coolidge High School, you know, learning, seeing a movie called You Got Served, and then that domino effect happening, and then people being able to hear about the gospel, and then fast-forwarding it to, you know, us competing at Hip Hop International, and, you know, a crew from Coolidge, Arizona, man, like, being self-taught, you know, just going to church and, and training our little hearts out, uh, being on national television, and from national television, us having our studio open. And now we're at a place where it's like gratefulness, um, joy, and, and just looking forward to seeing what God has us has in store for us in the future. And so that's where we're at now. But like we're, we want to we want to finish the studio. We want to have this place, um, this running for for I don't know how long, but running as as long as we can to give people uh, an experience that they've never experienced before. So yeah, that's where we're at right now with the studio. Um, again, we have a, a fundraiser um, on our Facebook. All you got to do is follow us on United Dance Studio. Um, or if you want to follow Exiles, you know, from the, from the TV show itself, you know, you can follow us on there. Look up Exiles on Facebook. And um, we also have our Instagram, you know, it's underscore Exiles underscore. So if you want to follow us on there, you can find us. And um, the, go, the, the, fund me, the fundraiser page, the GoFundMe page is on um, it's in our link in our bio. The link's in our bio, so we have it on Instagram, also on mine. You know, I have uh, my Instagram as well. Um, so we have different ways that people, if they want to, you know, they can go and find it and they can support us through that. Um, so however, you know, it can work. We're just grateful for all the donors so far, you know, because without them, without God giving us this opportunity, you know, we wouldn't be able to make it this far. Man, has it been crazy for your crew since leaving the show, or since the show is now airing? I'll say that. Since the show is now airing, right? Yeah. Um, Has it been crazy with requests and with people coming out of the woodworks? Like, how has it been? Yeah. It's been crazy, man. You know, it, it's been so crazy that we've actually had to get a manager, <laughs> you know? And so it's been great. You know, we met this guy um, on the on the social media. His name is Jimmy. And, you know, Jimmy's a great guy. He's actually, I think, the the road um, pastor, road manager for um, for for KB, you know, the rapper. Yep. And um, and so he he saw our video and he reached out to us and said, "Hey, I would love to manage your team and and I'll uh, be a part of what you guys are doing." And and I'm a very kind person, man. He's very gifted at what he does. And but yeah, it's been it's been crazy. A lot of requests and uh, so much where 
you know, we couldn't really manage it on our own. We needed to have someone that has a professional skill in that do it for us. And so it's been crazy, you know, especially for us emotionally. You know, a lot of us went through some seasons, you know. and uh, But now I think God is just restoring us, restoring the uh, our community. And now our community knows about it. And um, they really see us um, more than ever, you know, because we've been there for a while. But it's just, you know, Coolidge is so small and, and it's so different there. There's not a lot of opportunities to do anything there. So a lot of the stuff that we were doing was outside of Coolidge. Um, so so from the show, um, a lot of people came to us um, saying, thank you so much for representing Coolidge, um, our community. And, and now a lot of people are behind us for our studio and our and our, what we're doing. And, and that now they see exactly what we're trying to do, you know, for the youth. We're trying to impact the youth. We're trying to be a positive role model for the youth. And they love that. And who doesn't love that, you know? Like, who doesn't love positivity, you know? Who, who doesn't love people that are selfless and, and that are trying to um, and that are trying to impact other and give to others, you know? And that's what we're called to do, you know? We're called to make disciples of all nations, you know? And that's what Jesus said, and, that, and that's what the Bible was talking about, and, and, and that's what we were trying to do, you know? We're trying to go, and it's like, send me, I go. Like, Lecrae's one of Lecrae's old songs, send me, I'll go. Like, let me go. Like, that's what we're doing, you know, um, and, and reality. And so we're just grateful for the opportunity for, um, for what God has done for our team. Man, we are so thankful to have you on the podcast. Super um, excited that, you know, you were able to come here and share your overall story. I've told you countless times when I'm talking to you, just, you know, man, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you're doing. Um, and I think the whole entire, I'm, I'm going to say this for everybody, right? Like all of CHH, all the Christians who are watching and supporting you, man, we love your story. We love what you're doing. And we just want to tell you outright, we support you and we love the sacrifices that you've made to get to this point and all the plans that, that God has for you in the future. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for the love and support, brother. It means a lot. Um, I want to say thank you to you and, and to what you're doing, man. I'm very happy to have you in my life. You know, I know for me and you, it started off with, uh, I think, uh, a song that you had, you know. And, yeah. Uh, it was a Thai song, Full of Throttle. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Full of Throttle. And, um, you know, go check out that song if you guys can, if you guys have it. Dope song. Um, but yeah, man, I was able to kind of collaborate with you and um, create a, a dance video. And and from that, man, just having your support and prayer you know, means a lot. And um, I'm very grateful for, for you, man. Just even calling me and checking up on me, man. Like, it, it just means a lot. Like, those things really, really um, impact my life because it, it makes me. Um, remember that we're not alone and that we have people out there praying for us that are there for us and that love us and support us in what we're doing. And so your words mean a lot, man. Even this interview, um, this was a great opportunity for me to like reflect on what God has done um, through the crew and to um, even just catch up with you even more, you know, because uh, I know you're doing great things, you know, at, at where you're at and, and I'm doing things over here at where I'm at. And um, all I can say is um, I'm grateful to have you in my life, man. I pray that we can continue going forward and um, the calling that God has in our lives, man. So thank you so much for the love. Absolutely, man. We feel the same about you. Hey, everybody out there listening, listening. If you are, um, you heard the story. Go ahead and follow. Um, go ahead and follow um, the crew at. And I think it's underscore exiles underscore right on on IG. There are like twelve thousand followers right now, which is crazy, right? Um, but it's a super huge blessing. Um, after um after the show, so yeah, if you want to go, go ahead and follow them. Um, go ahead and submit. I mean, like fill out that fundraiser. Right? Go do something to help them to fulfill their dreams and their overall goals. Um, also, if you're listening, hey, and you like what you're hearing, I need you to go to iTunes, go to Apple Podcast, and I need you to give us that five-star rating. Uh, we super love it. Like I always say this, man, but if you're going to give anything less than that five, just hold on to that score and give it later <laughs> when you think we deserve it. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Go share the podcast with a friend. Um, you know somebody who loves to dance and they're in the Arizona area? Go tell them that you heard this. Um, and you know where they can go um, to get their dance skills all the way up so they can go serve somebody else. And, you know, in both ways, right? Serve and serve. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. 
Well, uh, we love you. God bless. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Coming in. This is Andrew Brown with the North Florida Tigers prep program, and you are listening to me on MTMV. Support the podcast whenever you can, listen as much as you can, and share as much as you can. <laughs>